the reason why I was the reason why I was uh saying about Usman's uh jab is because there's I've come to I've realized that there's two things that I would say I really like that will put you over the top. Either you have to have a toolbox or you or the tool you have or the tool you have has to be game changing. Like True. like 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 for instance like Deontay Wilder. He doesn't have a he doesn't have any toolbox. But no. that but that punch, that one punch with all the power that it has is game changing. Like so like it's a, it's a game changer. That's it's a game ender. Like Exactly. <laughs> Exactly, yeah, like, and like, and that's and like Usman on the other end, like we haven't seen all of his tools, but yeah. what we've saw, but what we have seen from that jab is that that jab is a monster. Like, yeah. like that jab is capable. The jab is almost capable of knocking you out. Like, you, you calling that shit a jab? That shit is just a straight right, bro. Like that's what it is. Like, like, but but we 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 could get into it. I don't know, but. Everybody, how you doing out there? Welcome to the eye test. I'm your host, Mark Coles, and we are once again here with you with another UFC centric episode. You see my man Tyrone in the building. We got Sean trying to look educated today. So we about to really get into some stuff. I hope he Sean actually comes in educated with some stuff today. Hopefully I don't have to put him in his place today, but you'll see. We'll uh, see what man. it is. Well, we just ignore what you be talking about. But go ahead. Okay. <laughs> yeah, and I and then, and I can tell because the ignorance that you spew, we could tell you don't listen. Um, no, no, clearly, <laughs> you know what I'm saying? That's fine, Mark. You you keep doing what you do, you know what I'm saying? It, like I said, Deleuze is a grand door. You know, you want to convince yourself that you're this person that you're not. That's fine. <laughs> okay. Take the Izzy route, Mark. You do what you do, man. I'm just going to go ahead and leave it there. Okay. <laughs> anyway, man, like I said, everybody, yo, this is a UFC-centric episode. We're going to get into a UFC 258. We're going to get into the upcoming UFC 259. And we're going to talk about upcoming fights for John Jones and uh, get into a little bit about uh, Dana White trying to recruit uh, Khabib to come back. Um, so with that being said, let's just, we're going to jump right into it with UFC 258 recap, man. So anyway, I'm just going to ask you guys starting off, man, uh, just general you know, as I always do, general thoughts of the card overall, man. How did you guys feel about the card overall? So, Tyrone, starting with you, sir. How'd you feel about the card, man? It was uh it was alright. It wasn't the greatest card. it got the job done. You needed some <laughs> something to watch, it got the job done. Yeah. Um I I feel you in uh Sean. I really enjoyed the the main event and the co-main event. That's what yeah. I'll say. Yeah, uh co-main event was co-main event was surprising. Um main event not so much for me. You know what I'm saying? I always go team black. Put it all on Africa black, not Brazilian black, but all right. 
Yeah, what kind of discrimination is that? <laughs> we all we all come from the same place. Black. Not just not just regular black. No, not American black. African black. Not that Brazilian shit. <laughs> like, <I'm trying> to... <laughs> so you just bet on Africans, okay? You don't bet on black. <laughs> Go ahead, man. Nah, man. Nah, for real. Nah, in all seriousness, though, um, nah. I would Usman was my guy though, um, and um. And I will say that I feel the same, like it got the job done. Um, for me, some of the, I guess, some of the fights ended in decision that I felt as though there was, there was times where, uh, um, where the fighter like should have went for the knockout or had the knockout in hand and, they just kind of let it go to decision anyway. Uh, so, and that's what was mm. slightly disappointing for some of these fights. But mo- this but this card in general uh, didn't have a lot of names. It just it had a lot of people that were trying to make names for themselves. And that was cool. So, that's and, what it was, yep. <laughs> so... <laughs> Tyrone said it, it got the job done, I guess. Yeah. <laughs> so um so how do you guys want to play this? Do you guys want to start off in order or do you guys wish want to talk about like the fights that stood out to you? Uh either way, man. Um it doesn't matter. I, I watched them all. Like it wasn't many that stood out <laughs> to tell you the truth. It was yeah, I only have two that I want to speak about. There's three that I really, I guess, I would talk about if I'm forced to. So, I mean, we could just go. We could just go to what what we like. You know, the 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 main fights that we saw. Uh, let's do that then. So, Tyrone, uh, we're gonna start with you. Uh, let's start with the fight that stood out to you, sir. The Rodolfo the Vieira fight. Okay. Stood out. That was the upset of the night. Uh, mainly because I went for the underdog. So, you know, when I do my picks, that was a good win for me. Okay. <laughs> that was a good one. <laughs> yeah. I don't know what made me. Uh, what was the odds on that? What was the odds on that? Uh, I think Vieira uh, was like a negative 400. Whew. Yeah. Yeah. So yeah. the other guy was like, I think, a plus 350. So that means he won the yeah. most win. Yeah. Yeah, he wasn't supposed to win at all. No. Yeah. And what's crazy about it is I picked that fight on mistake. <laughs> because I was thinking <laughs> of the other guy. But once it was set in stone, it was set in stone. So I was like, we're gonna have to ride with it. That's so we crazy. did. And uh it, it it went well. I mean, it went well. Dude gassed himself out in the first round, came in the second round, started taking those shots, and and uh he had a lot of muscle on him, so that started draining him. And the next thing you know, my guy got the uh underdog got the tap. So I was happy about that. Yeah, that's what was uh that's what was really interesting to me was the fact that this guy um he was dead on his feet, man. Like how do you gash yourself out in the first round, man? Like I mean, gash yourself out to the point where like you can't even move in the second round. Like this dude is just teeing off on you like like you a legitimate punching bag. Like it was kind of mm-hmm. crazy. Uh, so, shout out to Anthony Hernandez for uh, having a competent camp. And uh, I guess 
uh, Rodolfo is going to have to go and start yelling at some people because there was clearly something wrong, went wrong in his camp for him to gas out in a single round. Yeah, and I don't even know why they had it scored the way it was, like the odds, because uh, Vieira, was, well, he was 7-0, and I think, and then um, Hernandez was 7-1, and so it was kind of even, thinking yeah. about it. No, but, one was seven and zero. Oh, the other was uh, seven and two. Maybe? Was se- he was seven and two, and right, and I think it's because two like his two losses are in the UFC. Oh, okay. So coming yeah. into the big leagues, he took two losses. There you go. That's yeah. why they scored it that way. Yep. So and I so yeah, that's why they had it that way is because. Yeah, Anthony Hernandez, his his two losses, his two losses in a top, and I guess in a uh, no contest, they were all UFC fights. So, mm, okay, yeah. So I guess that's why they like. Well, on the big stage, you can't win. So, yeah. But um, but yeah, I. That fight as well stood out to be Sean. Uh, any particular fight stood out to you? Um, I did like the. Hold on, let me bring it up. Well, I like, like I said, I like those one fight just because it was it was rumbling. Oh, uh, we're not. Well, obviously, we're not talking about the main event yet, man. Like, come okay, on, man. my bad. I, I know subtle, I'm just mentioning it. One, man. I'm just mentioning it. You know, I could do that, right? Yeah, yeah. I'll I'll allow it. Barbara and Gros- <laughs> Barbara and Grosso, can I talk about that? Uh, that was the co-main event, but sure, okay. why not? You know what? You know what? Not, you know what? How about this? I'll say my thoughts fat since we can mm-hmm. get to that later. But for this particular fight that you guys are talking about, and then this, um, my, like you said, the, the the cardio issue, we're just kind of glossing over it, man. Um, there's like you said, there's absolutely no reason why one round you should be done. Um. You, you mentioned, Tyrone, that there was a lot of muscle mass involved. And this is one of the reasons why people don't try to put on that much muscle mass for a fight. There's a reason why, if you look at boxers, they never try to get that big um, if, you're, if you're a fighter in general, you know, because to carry around that weight, you know, it's going to take away from your conditioning. At this point, even when in, in, in across other sports like basketball, basketball players are, you know, trying to slender down because the game is more fast-paced up and down, more cardio. So, but what I saw today, I don't, I mean, I don't care how much muscle mass this dude has. There's, there's something else was going on. Um, Tyrone, do, what, what do you think was going on outside of just him being big in – him being him tiring himself in the first round because the way he looked in the second round was like you could have you could have just blown on him and he would have fell over that's what it looked like to me so do you do you have any insight of what what may have happened there because you're 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 a fighter you know what i'm saying so well uh, it looked like he came out and tried to finish in the first round like he made a bet on himself or something like that like (laughs) you know what i mean like i'm gonna finish in the first round be a submission um, but when it comes to that, him that it is being big. A lot of the, he's a jujitsu fighter, mm-hmm. and uh, in in the jujitsu community, a lot of these guys uh, back in the old old days. I'm not gonna say now. Somebody gonna chop my head off. But back in the days when I first started, 10, 15 years ago, 
steroids was a big thing. So it was about getting as much muscle as possible. Like you want the technique, but you also want to have that muscle there so you can overpower your opponent as well. Uh, some of these Brazilian guys, they still believe in being the bigger guy with muscle and strength to bully the opponent. Therefore, you don't have to rely on technique as much. But like we said, when you put on that much muscle, uh, you're going to burn through your calories if you're going to get somebody who is equally as strong as you. Um, you know, I remember when I would do jiu-jitsu, you, when you go through your first match, your forearms are shot, your shoulders are shot, everything is shot because everything's working. You know, you get an adrenaline dump, you go in there and you super gassed. Now you train, you had a camp and you train and you can run five miles, but it's something about getting in there if your nerves aren't right, uh, if you're not properly nutrition, maybe his cut went bad. Uh, maybe he didn't, uh, you know, hydrate the way he should have after the cut. A lot of things could happen in there. Uh, maybe he thought this guy was a pushover because he was ranked so far down. He wasn't supposed to win. He went in there and just tried to bully his way through instead of pacing himself. Uh, but the first round was a pretty fast round. And um, as you start taking shots, that starts taking away from your energy, too. A lot of people don't realize that when you take a punch, that saps just as much energy as exerting, you know, your body to do something. So you start getting, taking those shots uh, uh, mixed with, with body exertion, you're done. And I could tell he was done. He wanted to give up. He just didn't want to tap. He had, he had that Brazilian pride, but he wanted to give up. You could see, but yeah, that's what I think. Yeah. I just, okay. Yeah. So I, I understand what you're saying with the, with, with the, with the size thing you're saying, just you, your body has a certain amount of resources and right. the bigger your body is, you know what I'm saying? The less resources there are. To go yeah. Through. Muscles burn calories. Like for sure they do. And if you don't have enough calories in the body to do it, done. Lactic acid builds up. Done. Yeah. So if you're big and then you're cutting, obviously, because that's what you do, you cut before the fight to make your weight. Right. So if now you're big, you got all this mass and then you cut, you're draining yourself of your energy and your stamina leading up to the fight. I mean, right. you you could do. You could try to do whatever you want, what you want to do uh, after the weigh-in, but it's never enough time to really uh, bounce back from anything dramatic. So, um, and I, I know I normally don't have anything nice to say about DC, but me and DC at the same time said it was the muscle. If you watched the match, he was like, he got a lot of muscle, and it takes calories. Same time I said it, I was like, that it's obvious to see. Then, if, if you got the announcer saying it, it's obvious to see that that was a problem. Okay, right. yeah, I just okay. I just had to ask you because I've seen guys get winded before from being too big. Um, it's one of the reasons why they talk about catch weights and stuff like that in boxing. I just don't. I, I just I don't. I've never seen a UFC fighter tire themselves out in in one round before. I don't know if you've yeah. ever seen that before, but this is the first. Yeah, one. yeah, it happens. Uh, one of the biggest fights uh, was uh, Shane Carwin versus Brock Lesnar. Shane Carwin was a big dude, just okay. as big as Brock, and he got the knockdown. I do remember Wait, that. Too crazy? Doom. Done. He was done after that. Yeah. 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 If Brock leans up on you, you're probably going, you're probably going to be winded. <laughs> so, I mean, I don't know. Like, Brock hits you a couple of times, you probably be a little winded. You know, I don't know. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> but, all right. But, yeah, um, for me, a fight that stood out outside of the main event fights was Kelvin Gastelum versus Ian Heinrich. Um That was a good fight. That was a really good fight. Kelvin uh, Gastelum, uh, he came back from his three-fight skid, um, and he came back with a not only with a win from a unanimous decision, but a convincing win from a unanimous decision. 
And this was a fight where I said it looked like this is where, like, I was, although I was impressed, I was a little disappointed. Because in this fight, I watched, pretty much, I watched Ian be done and ready, like, like, you just gotta, you gotta pounce on it and attack. And I watched Gastonum, like, play it safe and, like, and keep fighting instead of, instead of jumping on the attack and, and going for the knockout. And so it was a little bit disappointing in that regard, but but in Gastelum's defenses on the ground and his um and his and his takedowns, like he he was very impressive. Uh I don't I'm not sure why I guess Ian really gassed himself uh going for the Camara twice from uh from from the bottom. Like he didn't, he didn't have the leverage in that position, and he tried to exert like his muscles into the leverage, and and he and he gassed him, and he gassed himself a bit, which allowed Kel, which allowed Kelvin to fucking uh, take advantage of and just start beating on him. Yeah. Uh, and what round was that? Was that the second round? Or that was the first. That was the first round. That was the first round where, uh, where uh, basically Kelvin Kelvin had mount position. But uh, but Ian had the Camara, but from the bottom. Oh, okay. I know what you're talking yeah, about. Yeah, but yeah. from but from the bottom, you're not going to get leverage to put anything into it. Yeah, and... the, the the announcers even said, "Yo, he's wasting his time." You know what I'm yeah. saying? They, they, you know, it was it was pointed out that he was wasting his time and his energy. Yeah. So, yeah. and and that's pretty much how it played out. And from there, like Kel- Kelvin started, Kelvin started taking them apart with his uh with his uh striking. And in his takedowns, he had very good defenses, like I said, and good control. I just didn't like that in the areas where, particularly in the third round, where he actually where he had him hurt, he had Ian hurt to where he could just go for the attack and go for the knockout. He chose not to, and played the safe for the unanimous decision. I I don't like that. Um, if you got a chance to finish them, finish them, right? Exactly. So, but, but at the same time, like, who am I to say that that was the wrong decision? Because Ian did find a way to recover and started striking back. So, if he had pounced on him and Ian caught him with one, it would have been a bad day. So, who knows? So I can't necessarily say it was the wrong decision. I could just say that I didn't like it personally. Yeah. Uh- uh, Ian, Ian had enough strength, but by that time he was already, you know, like he was already gassed from what I could see. He was a little bit tired, a little bit beat up. So I feel you like it, it's one thing if it's earlier in the fight, you don't know, you know, this guy probably could knock me out. I mean, he had full control of the fight at that time. I felt like he could have knocked him out too. Um, he did play it safe. Um, he didn't want to go for the finish. I personally think that this is the UFC, man. How many times have you seen this happen, man? How many times have you seen somebody, somebody have control of the entire fight and then in a moment's notice, just like that, boom. Mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying? Like, you can't play around. Like, it didn't cost you to fight this this time, but shit like that can cost you a fight, you know? So whenever you do have I'm, – I'm with you, Mark. If you have the opportunity to finish somebody, you got to take advantage, man. Um, yeah. But uh, let me uh, – yeah. So same uh, with watching the fight um, – 
I thought I thought Ian had control, uh, pretty good control of the fight. I like uh, he was pretty. Uh, this is my first time watching him. He's um, very balanced from what I can see. Um, he very he seemed very calculated. Had great defense. Um, he was pretty calm during the fight. You know, felt like he at not not at, not at any point did he feel rattled or concerned. Um, I will say though, like there was a few times earlier where, you know, he got, he got behind, he got behind him a few times, you know, he got behind, uh, or excuse me, my bad. I'm talking about the wrong person. Gaston Lum is who I'm talking about who had control of the fight, but Ian, uh -huh. Ian got, Ian was basically, there's a, there's a few times where he came and attacked and, and Galveston, Gaston Lum got behind him. And you're talking about finishing. I felt like there's times where he basically could have taken his back right. and he didn't either. You know, because one one of the times he got back there, he just kind of punched him in the face and then stepped off. I mean, I felt like he left a lot out there like, like you did. Um, but all in all, he had control of the fight. And um, basically every time, like once, once the fight went to the ground, that was it for Ian and um, – uh, I, I got to give uh, Gastelum credit for just being an uh, all-around fighter and uh, having a solid game plan coming into this. So, All right. And Tyrone, any thoughts on this fight? On that one, yeah, I know uh, Kevin Gastelum is coming off of a three-fight skid. Um, it was initiated by Izzy, um, and I don't know if that did something to him, but it looked like the number nine dude going against the rank 15 guy. Yeah. Uh, so I mean, I mean, he did what he was supposed to do, uh, being ranked nine, going against you know somebody who's in top fifteen, uh, actually number fifteen. Um, yeah, he just played it safe, you know. What I mean, I, I think he wanted that win. I think everything was at stake. You know, four losses in the UFC. You know, Dana White's probably gonna release you. So even though he is one of the you know Ultimate Fighter winners, you know, what I mean, he still right. has to perform. Uh, so, I mean, it's just been a, a gracious fall for this guy. And I was just more or less happy to see him get a win, regardless of how it was. I mean, he was ultimate white fighter winner going up to being interim fighting for the belt, for the interim championship to now you're down here. So in right. a short amount of time, that like two years. So, but it was nothing really impressive that, uh, stuck out in that fight with me. Um, not much at all. Just just happy to see him get the get the the W. Uh, like Sean was saying, you know, he was kind of taking it. You know, you never things change in moments notice. Like uh, for the next fight, like Patola and Marquez, mm -hmm. it's like that right there. Patola had control of that entire fight until a minute seventeen seconds in the third round, <laughs> and it was a wrap. Yeah, it was a wrap. So uh, he won all that, and he gets submitted. You know, so. That was pretty impressive as far as that, you know, jumping on that fight. But, yeah. but that was just a piggyback off what Sean was saying. I think Kevin Kevin should have had that killer instinct uh, going in for him. Uh, who knows? That war with Izzy probably took something from him. He's never been KO'd. I think that's the closest he's ever been to being knocked out. And that might that might have you know did something to him. That might have did something to him. Hey, man. Taking that damage from Izzy. Yep. You know what I'm saying? For for somebody that's not an Izzy fan, you sure put a feather in his cap just now. 
<laughs> don't do that, man. <laughs> I mean, at the same time, though, let me let me snatch that back out. At the same time, you're six foot four, and, and you're kickboxing a wrestler, and you almost lost. So, <laughs> so <laughs> both y'all disgust me. <laughs> you knew he was gonna walk it back when she said it. <laughs> you, you the worst one. And then Tyrone, like, you could have let that shit rock, man. You couldn't even yeah. let it rock. He's just like, I don't uh, want people thinking I'm giving them credit. Let me. Walk yeah, I don't want me. nobody thinking I'm switching jerseys. Man. Just so you know, he almost lost to a wrestler in kickboxing. So <laughs> put it there. All right, all right, all right. Uh, <laughs> all right, man. So, I like what you did there, Mark? Like <laughs> getting into the main events, man. <laughs> so we're going to um, Alexa Grasso and Macy Barber. Uh, Macy hasn't fought in a year um, due to a knee injury she sustained during her last defeat prior to this fight, and Alexa Grasso is on the way up trying to become the UFC's. First female Mexican champion. Uh, so, and in this fight, man, Alexa Grasso is another female fighter that now has my attention. I've noticed. Got my attention, yeah. I've noticed that, I will say this, I have noticed in the last, I guess in the last five or so UFCs, more and more female fighters, I'm like, oh, I got to write your name down. Like I gotta, I gotta pay attention to you because Alexa Grasso, what I saw from her, from from her takedown defenses, and her transitioning, like particularly her transitioning, that was that was some great stuff, per, especially given the fact that she is known to, as a striker, and so um, she's known as a striker and boxer. So watching her. Uh, watching her with her transitions, I was like, oh, okay, she is like, she is picking up new tools in the UFC. Like, because you see a lot of people that are that are typically strikers, and that's pretty much all you ever really see from them. But in this person, I saw, other, I see that she's actually taking in the tools that she's uh, that she's learning um, in her camp. So, it was really good to see for me, uh, but I will say this. One person that's not taking in the tools is Macy Barber because uh, I don't know what she called that stand-up game, but that's not anything anybody ever taught you. Like, I, <laughs> I, I, I promise you that. I promise you that. Nobody ever taught you that, Macy. Nobody told you to stand eight feet away from somebody and throw faints. Like those faints were like yeah. <laughs> like yo, you, yo, like next day air type faints. Like you'll be here tomorrow. Like, <laughs> yo, like wow. And then wondering why Alexa Grasso wasn't biting none of the faints. Like you all the way across the octagon. Cause like I'm not afraid of that. Exactly. Like like she throwing faints and Alexa's just like, oh okay. okay. <laughs> like what like doing? she was she shadow boxed herself into an L. Yeah. <laughs> And that's that's yeah. pretty much what happened, dog. Like shadow <laughs> boxing is what it was. She wasn't throwing things. She was out there, you know, saying by herself on the other side of the ring. Like <laughs> Yeah. Uh, yeah, man. So that stuff was that was a problem. And like <laughs> and when any time that she tried to take it to the ground, Alexa Alexa 
slid right out of that. Like she had, du- I mean, we're talking about double leg takedowns that Alexa was like, nope. <laughs> it came right, took off of that one bounce, came right up out of it. I was like, oh, what you going to do, dog? Like, you just going to keep taking these punches to the face, I guess, because she ain't letting <laughs> you take her down today. <laughs> so, uh, what, what were your guys' thoughts on that fight? Sean, you wanted to mention this earlier, so. Oh yeah, man. So, uh, like you were talking about, um, definitely she she got my attention because, I mean, striking was a one, um, counter punching everything everything just the striking was a one, and then you get to the nitty gritty like you said takedown defense, uh, ground game, um, ring control. You just you name it, she she had it. You know, and um, on top of that, to me, the biggest thing for me is for her to be, I understand that it might, this weight class might be the best weight class for her because of her, <laughs> he's used to saying no, but I'll say this, she, she's moved up in a weight, she moved up in, and had this type of performance. And I think that's what stood out to me is for her to be able to move up to this weight class and then be able to put on the performance that she did. You know, you move up like that, people expect you either not to have the same power um, as the people in the weight class above you. They expect you, you know, your your, your um, strength is your speed. You're supposed to be a little bit slower. And she looked faster and stronger. So I don't know, like, <laughs> she, she, looks, she looked faster, she looked stronger. She just looked like the more dominant fighter of the entire fight. And, um, I don't know, man. I was just, I was really impressed with what I saw and I didn't, from what I saw, maybe she needs a better test, but from what I saw in this fight, she didn't really have any holes in her game. So um, I would love to see her fight um, a better fighter to see if, uh, to see what kind of, see what kind of challenge it's going to pose for her. But like I said, first time watching her fight and I was impressed. I, Especially when they said, "Hey, she moved up. She moved up a weight class for this fight," and I'm like, "Okay, I yeah. know what to expect." I'm looking for certain things from somebody that moved up, and I didn't see any of that there in this fight. But yeah, see, like this, I would argue that maybe this isn't her weight class, uh, because in the third, when the pressure was on, and Barbara just started, she decided to let caution go to the wind. Uh, Barbara was was hurting her, like I mean, she was able to withstand and keep firing, but Barbara, yes. but Barbara was hurting her. Like if somebody, if somebody more aggressive was to be on her, like that would be a problem. Yeah, like, but I believe she has the tools. I believe the toolbox we were talking about. I believe she has the toolbox. You know mm-hmm. what I'm saying? So, well, uh, yes, but she can't be out there taking those punches. No, not uh, yeah. yeah, like. Like I, I think that go, being back down would probably be best for her. But Tyrone, uh, she need to make her weight if she's gonna go back down. Yeah, go ahead, Tyrone. <laughs> yeah. So the, I, what I thought about this fight is I, I didn't know why I was just co-mating it. Tell you the truth. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Like uh, Barbara and Grasa need to be, vacate this this weight division <laughs> if if that's the way they're gonna be. Um, and the reason I say this is because I'm going to tell you, this is my weight division. Like out of all of the weight divisions, the woman's straw weight is the weight division I love the best. Mm-hmm. And the reason why is because you have Wei Li, 
Joanna, Rose, top three. Nothing they showed me yesterday was saying that they were ever going to be a champion in this, in this division at all against those top three juggernauts. Like, those are like the boss characters. Like, you got to get through the first two minions, and then you got to fight Wei Lee, who is ridiculous. So, uh, if she moved up, I don't know what her camp was thinking. You know, um, I saw she was better on the ground, you know, stopping those takedown defenses and stuff like that. I mean, stopping the takedowns with her and her defense, you know. Um, but, uh, like, you know, you were saying, Mark, when Barber started letting go cautious to win, even with her horrible boxing, she was able to, to inflict damage. So now you got one of the best boxers in the division, Rose, coming at you, who, who dips, who slides, who faints at the proper distance, who has the range. <laughs> <laughs> you know, what are you going to do? Uh, you got Wei Lee, who, who ain't going to faint, who's going to pretty much juggernaut her way through. You know, she knocked out Andrade, like, 45 seconds. Or then you got a, a fast-paced fighter like Joanna, who never gets tired, who's on you for all 25 minutes. Okay. No. Uh, no. You know, so those no. things right there is what they should be looking at. I wouldn't be looking at if I was if I was training a fighter in the women's strawweight division, I would train them to beat those top three because if you can train them to beat those top three, you're definitely going to wipe out the rest of the division. So that's why I, that, I guess that's why I was looking at this fight like. Mm. It's the, it's the women's strawweight division. It's the most dangerous division in the UFC right now. Now, see, I understand what you're saying, but I I'm, I wasn't looking at it like, oh, this is the vision for her so she can dominate. No, that's not what I was saying. <laughs> <laughs> that's a, I think you might have got it confused. And yes, yeah. we're concerned for her, but this is where she's going to have to learn and, and, and basically um, this is where she's going to get tested. Yeah. And this is where she's going to have to learn how to fight and complete, you know, and have a complete game and not be off her game. You know what I mean? So, that's oh no, I was bringing those up because Macy Barber says she wants to be the youngest female yeah. champion in UFC yeah, history, and Alexa Grasso wants to be the first Mexican woman champion. So, right. looking at what their final goals are. Okay, I see what you're saying. You're you know what I mean? Based off of what that division is. Yeah, I don't see it. <laughs> yeah. yeah, you're basing it on their goals. Yeah, you're right. Like their their yeah. camp shouldn't like. Yes, I agree with you. Their camp shouldn't have made those decisions. But right, it, for, considering their goals, yes. But for me as a viewer, this is what I would want to see. This is yeah. where I would want to see her. I don't care about Barbara. This is where I would want to see Grasso. Okay, <laughs> but 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 go ahead. Yeah. I'm I'm going to say this, Grasso. Like what she does in her next fight is very dependent on which is why she has my attention because um if she chooses to stay at this weight class like i'm going to now i'm going to because this was your first fight at this weight class it's like okay that was your test now you see what you need so your next fight if it's still at this weight class you saw what you need if you don't adjust up to that now now that's going to be a problem for me like so um so you see that like i don't know if there's a way to train like toughness or like a you know an or an ability to take a hit like you know what i'm saying like because and now because that was her problem was the fact that when the hit came it was like like i fought people that were like way bigger than me and like you know what i'm saying and when when that hit, like, you go to block and that hit comes and it just knocks your arm, like, 
into you into itself and they hit you anyway like that you know, like, like what you gonna do dog like you just gonna eat you just gonna eat this hit like you know what i mean so it's like, what it's to say everybody got a plan to get punched in the face exactly Yo. So yeah, but it's more devastating when you're blocking it and it doesn't matter. <laughs> exactly. When you're blocking and it doesn't matter, that is a totally different that is a mind fuck out this world, dog. Like you yeah, know that's terror. That's close to having a gun pulled on you. <laughs> <laughs> you can put your hands up and ain't gonna stop nothing. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> like dog. Now I will say this. The person that did that to me, I fought them again. And I knew this time, I was like, I they can't hit me. Like, I was like, I can't, like, I can't block anything. I have to move, and like do everything. Like, and so that's what I'm looking for. Like, if you if you can't get stronger in enough time, like, I need to see you like be the dip, be the dip queen. Like, I need you to move out out of the way of everything. Like I said, she has potential, man. And and I'll be honest with you. There is nothing that you can either you have a chin or you don't. That's what I've seen in all my years of watching fighting and boxing and all kinds. Either you got it or you don't. Either you can take hits or you don't. Even even watch people fight, you know, back in the neighborhood. Like mm-hmm. either you can take hits or you can't. Like there's nothing, there's no training for that. You you yeah, you spar with people, but it's not, you know what I'm saying? Like it, either you can take the hits or you can't. Now, the one thing that you can do is change your mental as far as you know maybe it's not a knockout punch but it's a hard enough hit to to shake you a little bit yes mentally you could probably train yourself to be mentally tough to withstand that and not let it throw you off of your game but as far as just not taking the punishment ain't nothing you could do about that like either you either you either you can take punches or you can't you know and and yes mark what you or yes tyrone what you saw was concerning what y'all guys saw was concerning she didn't look like she could take a punch not those types of punches so she she she's going to have to um find a way to use her skill sets to avoid that and i like i said i feel like she has the potential to be able to do that so as for right now i'm i'm a little bit concerned but i'm not going to worry about it like all right I'm going to say this. Um, I'm going to say this analogy and we can move on. Because uh, essentially, the main reason why Brock Lesnar was successful in the heavyweight division is because he was so much bigger than everybody else. Like, it don't matter what you do. He, he, he hits you. It's coming through your block. He grabs you. You can't move. Now, essentially, Alexa Grasso, from what I've seen in this fight, Alexa Grasso is in a division, and everybody in a division is Brock Lesnar. <laughs> hey, man. Everybody in the division is Brock Lesnar. At this point, that's what you're saying? Okay, yeah, Brock. like, so, like. I got to uh, see another fight, Mark. Maybe I maybe I just got blind faith. I don't know, man. Maybe maybe that's just me liking what I saw. I got blind faith. Maybe. Maybe I'm ignoring it. Whatever. But. But yes, Mark. I, you know what? I, I want. I got to see another fight first. I'm not. Yeah. Like I said, what she does in the next fight is very. It's very dependent on what she does in the next fight. Uh, but uh, moving on, man. Uh, we going into the main event, man. Where, uh, where Usman has defended his belt against uh, dang, why can't I think of his name? Uh, 
Gilbert Burns. Yes, Gilbert Burns. Gilbert Burns versus Kamaru Usman. And uh, it was a successful title defense built off the jab. So with that being said, Tyrone, I'm going to let you lead this one. Go ahead, sir. I mean, uh, all I got to say, I, I'm going to let you know right now, I wasn't going for Usman. I was going for Burns. Um, not a big fan of Usman's, but whatever. <laughs> but that jab, that jab was, was a game changer. I can't deny that jab. That jab was ridiculous. Once he got past the initial first uh, wave of attacks that, you know, everybody, I thought that was going to do him in, uh, he started working a jab, started working a jab, started working a jab. And Gilbert Burns had no head movement and nothing to answer for that. And you could just see it starting to totally break him down mentally, physically, and he just wanted to give up. Like I've, I've, I've watched boxing matches and haven't seen jabs that on point and timed. Right. Like as soon as this man thought about doing anything, he was like, mm, in your face, stiff, stiff. And it was quiet at the apex, so you could hear everything. <laughs> it was like, Jesus Christ, like. How many of these you gonna take to the face, bro? Like I know you hear them inside your head. They probably ten times louder than what I hear. Reverberating and everything. Yeah, bro. Come on. Oh man. Like the hook ain't gonna beat the crowd. I mean, the hook ain't gonna beat the jab, bro. You gotta do something else. Like you're a jujitsu black belt. Like let's do something else. But uh, yeah, man, he jabbed that dude. He nailed the hammer in his forehead with his fist, and that. That was impressive. Uh, so I, I, I give him, I'm gonna give him about two pounds of respect off that. Mm, I actually give it somebody. I... Yo, you hear her first, everybody. Tyrone Small is giving someone he doesn't like respect. I'm giving his jab respect. Mark, don't do that. <laughs> walking back, nothing else on this show, man. Like, come on, man. Don't... Don't do that. Don't make a highlight reel out of it. Like, oh man, I can't believe he did it, y'all. And then he's gonna be like, nah, <laughs> no, nah, nah. I still don't like him. I don't like his personality. It ain't nothing about him, you know. Like, what don't you like about his personality? I'm trying to figure this out. Go ahead. I don't like his personality, man. He just seems like a crybaby, man. He just seems like what? everybody. What? He's old. Like he's old something. Like he's just old everything. You know, he's just, do you get crazy? from him i don't some of the stuff he says he says some of the weirdest stuff like hey if he beats me he's taking food out of my daughter's mouth so i gotta stop him like yo why you no but that 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 is supposed to be what do you mean that's weird like don't bring your kid don't bring your kids into it bro because (laughs) what are you talking about like yo, yo, this dude turned around and said, "Yo, he turned around and said, F your daughter. Now you want to, you want to. Now it's you, but, but you that's what he, but that's you what here, though. No, but that's what he has to do. Like we, no, we literally just so, we, 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 what no, did I say no, about bringing kids into no, the gladiator field? What did I say about we it? Literally, don't do that. <laughs> we literally talked about this with Connor, and we're yeah, talking, we're talking about, we're talking about a man that is using his daughter as the fuel versus his daughter." Or his child being the thing that takes away his fuel, he's using that to feed his fire. No, and that's a problem. Doing, you know what he's doing? Because when he when he finally gets defeated, he's gonna feel like he let down his daughter. His daughter ain't gonna give a shit. Mark, uh, Mark, <laughs> I have a question for you, man. Like, why is this? At the end of the day, he got four title defenses in the welterweight division. He's going to the Hall of Fame, but he's saying that as if it's going to happen. Right. Oh, he's, it's gonna happen. It's gonna happen unless he retires. He's like the happen. first thing he's gonna do is get in front of the mic and be like, "Man, I'm so disappointed. 
I can't believe I disappointed my daughter tonight. Like, he's not going to say that, man. Like, uh, he might. Knowing how cringy he is, he might say that. He might say that. Listen. He might do it, a whole official apology about how he let his daughter down. Like, Listen. and then you watch the embedded that he's sitting here making it personal. My dad was in jail, and, you know, this is, dude, it made my chip bigger. Like, we don't need to know that, bro. Like, I don't want to <laughs> get... I don't need to know your pity no. points, bro. Like, no. let's talk about your camp. Let's talk about what you changed. Let's okay. talk about your weight cut. How'd it go? You over here talking about your dad got locked up. Everybody's dad probably got locked up. Like, I didn't say you're saying that. Everybody's dad got locked up. Come on, man. I can't do this. I can't do this with Tyrone, man. He's hey, just crazy, bro. Like, yo, it's just some of the things he brings up. If you feel like he's a crybaby, that's just make it. Tyrone, Tyrone, was Michael Jordan a crybaby? Thank you, Mark. That's what I was going to say. Michael Jordan didn't say what he had to say to after he won. No, that's I not true. That's not you. that's not true. Michael Jordan Michael Jordan has once turned somebody saying "Have a good day" into a bad thing. Like he was but like, did he get on the microphone he, and say, hey, he was like, he was know, like, yesterday hey. at the game, old dude said, "Have a good day," and that made me think about my daughter, so I'm gonna take him out. Like, he didn't say that. Like he like it was after the fact. It was after the fact. Like you know what drove me the fact that he did this. After the fact, they kind of drove me, but you know, I'm not mad about it no more. He should say these things after the fact, man. Like yeah. he's just, he's I cringy, bro. He is cringy. He said it after the fact. Don't play with me. Don't play with me, Tyrone. And then he's like sitting there, like y'all better, y'all better put some respect on my effing name, like, bro. What are you talking about? Like, like everybody's giving you. Joe Rogan's like, what? Like, what are you saying? Like, we're <laughs> congratulating you. Like, what are you? No, y'all better put some respect no, on my name. Like, no, 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 about no, no, that, that, that. <laughs> All right, that was a little weird. I will say that yes. Tyrone, Ty, 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 that part was a little weird because he it was like, Doug, like I did, I feel you that the chip, like his motivation and the reasons why he find motivation that like I don't, I disagree with you there, but the chip that he has on his shoulder, it was a little weird when like he like uh. Joe Rogan is congratulating him. He's like, nah, fuck that. Like, put yeah. respect on my name. Like, I am. I'm saying congratulations. And he's like, no, fuck you. Fuck that. Masvidal, I got you next, bro. Now, but at the same time, I like, but at the same time, I like the fact that he's like, he he's looking at people like you, Tyrone. And he's basically talking to you. He's talking to because you. He's not acting he's like a champion. He's acting insecure. Like, he acts insecure. If you got the belt, what do you have to prove anymore? But, but you going around but Tyro, with this clearly proof Tyrone, I can pull it's up like my, me buying a house and saying Tyro, let everybody know this Tyrone, is Tyrone. Tyrone. Hey Cole, look at my deed. This is mine. You better respect it. <laughs> but Tyrone. But Tyrone. But Tyrone. <laughs> but like you but I would have a right to show you my deed if you've been running around saying you don't got no fucking house coals. Like but yeah. like you know but you are that? I can pull up text messages where you said he he's not proven to me. Like I can pull up text messages from you that said he's not proven to you. That so you're saying I said he had to fight Masvidal because okay. Masvidal was a six day Masvidal. And he's a six day Masvidal. But you're not the only But you're not the only person saying that. So he is addressing you. In yeah. particular, you're not the only person saying it. Well, so I'm he's dressing you yeah, and everybody done. else you, that's ta that's Thank talking you, that shit. Now, man, let me put it this way. Let he's me a cry, baby. He's <laughs> a cry, baby. <laughs> no, don't do that. Okay, I, I'm, I'm cutting him off. I'm done with this guy. So, so let me tell you something, man. So not only do you have people, fans, and pe uh, you know, um, UFC diehards like you, like uh, like yourself, that are questioning him, you know, and you also have 
um, fighters that, I mean, I know fighters are going to talk their shit, but not everybody believes he, he is who he claims he is. You know what I'm saying? So, yes, he's not, he wasn't talking to Joe Rogan. Mm-hmm. Yes, he shouldn't have, maybe that was a weird spot to do it in. It, it was a very weird spot to do it <laughs> but, in. But he's talking to the other fighters that are that are calling him out and saying he's garbage. He's talking to he's talking to the fans that think he's unproven. So so okay. you know what? Out of all the chips that he has put on his shoulder that were placed there on his own, that particular one I'll give to him because no. it, it, it people are doubting him. You know what I'm saying? Because he's weird, bro. Like you don't act like you're not acting like a champion. No, like, you don't like, like him because he's weird. <laughs> he's a crybaby. No, no, he's he's cringy. He's a crybaby. He's weird, bro. Like it's like us having a discussion right now, and y'all and y'all teaming up on me. Now I'm gonna bring my kids in here and be like, y'all gonna do this in front of my kids? Y'all gonna do this really? Like come on, <laughs> like y'all making me look bad in front of my kids. You know I can't be on the show anymore because y'all y'all disagreeing with me. Like y'all gonna be like, yo, like Tyrone is weird. Like, I don't like. I didn't like he did that. Shit. You know, we just, just talking. How come you gotta bring it all into this? Like, oh yeah, <laughs> okay. you know, he's gonna be like, yo, don't do that no more. I'm gonna get a text like, yo, don't don't do the don't do the kid thing anymore. You know. <laughs> I will. <laughs> I will and think I'm gonna be like, because you don't agree with my opinion, that's why I did it. I got it right to. Well, no. With when Tyrone goes dives off of the edge into that pool of hate, he backs. <laughs> That's what I'll tell you. He does not go halfway into the hate. Mark said there might be a little sliv- sliver of love there, and he said, "Nope, I'll take the feather back out of the cat." <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Like you're very so, dedicated I mean... to the hatred. So I give you that. Like you really. When you when you dial in on a motherfucker, you really dial in. You know what I'm saying? Now he's a weirdo, and you don't like him because he's a weirdo. So like, you know, you know what? Here's my question. I just I just feel like man, like anytime they put the camera in front of him, he's always he's always like, yeah, you know, I'm gonna come in. Like he's like, dog, stop playing the tough guy, man. Like give us somebody we can care about. We need to know who you are, like. But he told you about his daughter, and now that's a problem. (laughs) Yeah, but it's like he told him about his daughter, and now you don't want to know about him. Do you want to know? Imagine Kamar Usman was. Imagine Kamar Usman went around like, "You ain't buy the pay per view, dog. You taking food out of my daughter's mouth. I don't like." But that is the truth. I had to work that day, but but I had to work, bro. What is he talking about? (laughs) You can't make everything personal. I feel like you can't make everything that personal. And he just walks around with this look on his face. It's ridiculous. Look, I would rather look. I didn't like. I, I'll be the first person to tell you that I didn't like the way that Connor moved and, and spoke and did things and all the antics and all that shit. I'll be the first one to tell you I absolutely despised it. But you know what's worse than that is watching the Connor that exists today. I don't <laughs> like this Connor. Okay, so I don't care. Like not, since then, I'm like, you know what? Whatever you got to do to light that fire, whatever you got to do to get that chip on your shoulder to give you that edge, then you do it, bro. Like, I'm not going to sit here and judge you how you how you get your edge. Clearly, clearly, Tyrone, yes, yes. This is a little, it's a little bit out there. It's a little bit outside the lines. It comes out of nowhere, yes. But this is the way that he he lights his fire. This is the way that he gets I just want to be like, why are you mad, son? Why are you, why are you mad, son? You got everything. Tyrone, you sound like you want to fight. Who in professional sports these days? <laughs> but, but yes, real, no, I don't. Yeah, because next thing you know, he's going to think I'm coming at this family. I don't need that hate, man. I don't need that. <laughs> I don't need that type of 
So let me, let me, I'm, I'm going to get us back into this fight talk. I'm going to get us back into this fight talk, all right? So, yeah, we're going to take personalities out of it, okay, for, for the time being. Um, <laughs> so in this fight, I know, Mark, you mentioned the jab. You mentioned the jab. Uh, mm-hmm. For me, the jab is crazy because, yes, he was getting, you know, he was getting rocked by the jab. It was, these jabs were devastating and it was kind of the sneaky powerful jabs you know and i know you said even in boxing tyrone you don't really usually see them come like that with that precision and with that type of you know power and i'll be honest with you i've seen this before once by the name of uh by a guy by the name of anderson silva used to do this to people and 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 it used to be now Usman clearly has more power um but Whenever somebody can catch you with that level of precision and it's, and they're, you know, they're coming short, they're coming so short, it's a jab. But if it's going to come with that much power and precision at the same time on a short jab, there's absolutely no, there's no defense for that. Whatever you're preparing for, you know what I'm saying? You think something else is coming and then a quick jab comes, you just get hit in the face. It's just, you know, like, that's what it looked like. It looked like he never saw it coming every single time it, it hit him. You know what I'm saying? So, um, that is a dangerous tool. And, and I agree with what Mark was saying earlier in the beginning, you know, like, Hey, you don't need, sometimes you don't need to be well-rounded. Sometimes you just need to be decently good in every other arena and just have that one thing, that one extravagant thing, you know what I'm saying? And if he, if he uses, I feel like he, I feel like his corner. Yeah, dog, you got to utilize that jab more often. Like, what are you doing with that in your arsenal tucked in the back pocket? Like, that's what you should be going to, man. Because um, for somebody that's bigger, I don't consider him to be particularly faster than everybody. But that, but that jab, <laughs> that jab is apparently, you know, the jab is good enough, man. Like, and, and that's one thing that is not utilized or underutilized in uh, in uh, mixed martial arts because, you know, it's like where you could jab, you could leg kick and the legs, leg kicks are going to do more damage. And, you know, you can chop your opponent down and, and get them fatigued faster. But if, if jabs are going to knock you backwards, you know, in a stand-up situation, then that's a problem. That's going to be a bigger problem than leg kicks. People prepare for leg kicks. Nobody's going into a UFC match preparing for a hard jab to the face. You know what I'm saying? So, so yes, that's kind of a wild card. I feel like he should go to it a little bit more. Um, I didn't realize how devastatingly powerful that jab was until, until this fight. So, yes, he definitely needs to go back. He needs to go back to that well early and often in, in his fights, you know, he needs to make people need to start game plan. He needs to go to it so often that people start game planning around it. Yeah. I, I think, I think it's part of it. It's, it's new. He had to leave the camp. He was at, he went to Trevor Whitman. Trevor Whitman is Justin Gaethje. Uh, Rose Namajunas is he's, he's their hands coach. So it's no surprise that he got his, his skills of coming up. I think, I think the next fight, it may even be different. His hands may even get better because as long as he stays with Trevor Whitman, his hands are going to be good. So dangerous. That's kind of a dangerous thing. That boy Usman yeah. is cold. Okay, um, I'm gonna <laughs> yeah, say, I'm gonna say my points very quickly <laughs> so we can move on. 
Um, in this in this fight, I agree with I agree with Sean. Uh, but I will say this: in the first round, uh, Gilbert Gilbert did a good job of put of hurting uh, of hurting Usman. Uh, but Usman clearly showed that he showed good recovery. Um, and Usman was able to knock um, Gilbert to the ground. And I think Gilbert choosing to stay on his back so long lost him that first, in my opinion, that yeah. either lost him the first round or that caused that to be a 10-10 round or a 9-9 round. Well, I don't you... know what he was doing. But like him staying on his back for so long was an issue for me. But that but that leads me into this. Herb Dean is like he has grown so much as a referee. We're talking about the referee that used to stop the fight early. He used to force the stand-ups and everything. Like he watched Gilbert lay on his back and he was like, What you gonna do? Get up. <laughs> like, like you know what I'm saying? Over yet. <laughs> like in in fights in fights past. Herb would have, Herb would have, like he would have backed him up and let and made uh, and made him stand up. You know what I'm saying? But in this fight, he was like, "Go ahead, like you either you gonna find your way up or you are going to get beat on your back." Like it's one or the other. I'm not saving you, dog. Yeah, like he wasn't he wasn't looking to save. And Gilbert and I saw, and he that's I saw Gilbert look over to him several times, looking to be saved from being on his back, and so. It, so it is what it is. Um and there was a few times where um where Gilbert was like he was on his way out and Herb didn't stop the fight. Herb kept letting him get beat in the face. And I was like, This is a like this is a new herb. I like this ver I much rather this herb dean exists than the herb dean from ten years ago. Like so I just I'm want to acknowledge that. I used to get mad when they used to compliment him. Oh man, yeah, yeah, got Herb Dean, uh, uh, ref in the uh, championship fight. You know, he's never, he's never gonna let it go too far. He's. I used see- to, I used to toss my hands up when Herb Dean yeah. was on. I'm like, Shh, this fight is. <laughs> I used to brag about it though, man. I used to brag about. It. I'm like, why are you bragging about it? Like, so you bragging because this dude be stopping fights early? Like, I, I don't know what it was, but it was very weird. It was obsessive, but. Yeah, but anyway, let's get it to UFC 259. Uh, while we still have my man Tyrone here, because here, here we got UFC 259 is coming up very shortly, March 6th, and this is going to be a huge card. If you guys don't know, we're talking about three title defenses in one card. So look, I'm looking forward to that. We're talking about the bantamweight title defense, the fet. The women's featherweight title defense and the light heavyweight title defense of uh of Jan Blakowicz versus versus Israel Adesanya, Tyrone's arch enemy. So, um, well, actually, no, it's his it's his sub boss because DC is his <laughs> arch enemy. <laughs> so, DC is retired, so he is no longer relevant. Well, then Usman must be a henchman. Then I don't know what's going on here. <laughs> Yo, but you see how like, they both Nigerian and they both move move kind of weird, man. I'm just saying. No, no, no hate to the Nigerians. I'm just saying. It's Mark just a, it's just a similarity. Because he always bets on black, 
And for some <laughs> reason, Mike likes this type of movie. He likes he likes them. He he's up. He's all for it. He's a supporter. I'm a supporter of my people. Okay, it's still Black History Month. Like, <laughs> you don't know if you're Nigerian, man. There's a bunch of countries in there, man. You can be from Congo or something, man. We don't know. Like I said, I'm, you said I'm that's a, not the people's market. <laughs> apparently, apparently. I, well, I, he said he he segregated Brazilian blacks and, and, and African blacks. So I was like, wow. So, no, but he here's the but here's the look. I'm not giving history lessons right now, but <laughs> but, but we but we know that when it comes to when it comes to South American countries and and um, island countries, uh, that they separate themselves. So, but I'm gonna leave that. I'm gonna leave that alone. I'll allow it. I'll allow it. <laughs> I'll leave that alone. Yeah, it's somebody of Caribbean descent. I, I, I understand. You are right. We be like, no, we not them. We <laughs> them. No, exactly. We. So they separate themselves. <laughs> so I'm. So I believe that there. <laughs> um. But anyway, man. Uh. So I'm going to say this in UFC 259, man. I'm looking forward to uh, watching Amanda take take Anderson apart. I mean, is I think I mean Amanda's just unstoppable. So until take so, anybody apart and everybody apart exactly. So uh, until yes, until until I see it, I'm not going to believe it that she's stoppable. So and so she's just going. I, but I will say this: I didn't realize Megan Anderson was six feet tall. That's like that's a giant dog. About to watch a tree fall. To the I'm just saying, like, like let's be real. Like to be to me, Mark. After after the cyborg fight, and I know people, a lot of people had a lot of mixed feeling, a lot of mixed feelings about cyborg. But the one thing that you couldn't deny is cyborg had power. That was enough to really dominate fights with. And it felt like Nunez was eating those, that she, the one, the punches that she was getting, she was eating those. And then I, I never seen any, like, never seen anybody stagger a cyborg like that, the way that she kind of cleaned her up, man. And um, that, that was it for me, Mark. After that, I was like, look, man, y'all could throw anybody in front of her. And it's just it, it was the way that she won that fight that did it for me. I was like, yo, I, I don't know, man. So so yes, Anderson, yep. I guess I'm 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 excited to see any Nunez fight. I'm hoping that we can see a better fight, you know, this time than what you usually get from the Nunez fights, but we'll see. I would like I would love to see somebody challenge her one day. So Yeah. Um I'm even looking forward to the uh for, to the other light heavyweight fight in the division, to to Thiago Santos fight, I'm even looking forward to that. Uh, so, I think this card is going to be really good. I'm going to save my thoughts for uh, Yan versus Izzy because I want to hear Tyrone speak. So, <laughs> are you sure? <laughs> yes, Tyrone, please, sir, take it away, man. What what do you like and dislike about this card? Uh, <laughs> I mean, we'll see. I mean, uh, I don't know. Like you said, I don't know if Jan has the tools to match Izzy, although Izzy is giving up a lot of the advantages he had at middleweight, his height, 
his power, uh, his distance. Now he's going against people who are built exactly like him. You know, these guys are like, you know, six, six, four and up, you know, uh, they weigh in at 205, but they, you know, they walk around normal at 225, 230. Their range is like 71 inches. The power is like a heavyweight now. Well, you know, so he is giving up a lot. I mean, but if he can keep that movement um, and his distance, I don't, I don't want to see leg kicks. I've seen that for the last two fights, and I don't want to see that uh, because I'm going to be upset about it. If you, you know, you're you don't doing all the talking. Win? You know, no, I don't want to see him win by leg kicks. I don't want to see leg kick and run. I don't want to see that. Like, you did this, bro. You're like, you stepped up to this. Show us you can fight. Don't leg kick and run. Yeah, because yeah. Well, well like, hold up. I'm, I'm going to say this. Oh, my God. <laughs> Tyrone, I must I must say this. Uh, first, I'm gonna read off these metrics to you, and then I'm gonna address your point. Um, uh, Izzy is six. Uh, he's listed at six four. Yan is listed at six foot two. Uh, Yan is listed as coming in at two hundred five, and Izzy at one eighty five. Uh, the key thing oh, he is gonna weigh in at one eighty five. No, yeah. The, I was going to say the key thing at this weight is that. Uh, Izzy said he he has said that he is not doing anything special to try to go up at weight. He said <clears throat> he said whatever weight he comes in at, that's the weight he's coming at. He said he's not changing his weight to uh so that he'll be heavier. That's that's something he specifically said. So he's going to be. So I'm looking at him coming in at somewhere around 190 195 like so i'm looking at him coming more so in at his natural weight than like the uh than trying to force yeah going force force going up uh heavier so um and he also had so he doesn't have the weight advantage but he does have the reach advantage, but he still has the reach advantage by two inches. Uh, Yan is has a seventy eight inch reach, while uh, Izzy has an eighty inch reach, and he so Izzy still has the height and reach advantage in this fight. Yeah, I can feel that, but I mean, normally when he's fighting the middleweight, you're not fighting anybody with a seventy eight inch reach, even though you do have the advantage. You used to you used to having it by more inches than yeah in two. So right. distance distance judgment can be a problem where you used to be in safe range, you are no longer in safe range with leg with kicks or, or punches. Uh, and Jan has power. So it's just it's it's gonna be interesting to see what happens when that power connects. Um yes. now I will say that's the biggest thing for me. Like like I was saying, uh now to address your issue about the leg kicks, like listen, we have seen the like I'm not gonna discount anybody's strategy dog if that's the way you get it done beat it like you have to go out there and beat it but i will say this you're not the champion here izzy playing on the defense or leg kicking and running doesn't work for the challenger that's the that has never won a challenger the fight ever like you have to like challengers have to be on the attack you have to you have to take the belt from the champion you you are the bigger name so that may be what ends up winning out but you but in most cases 
you have to take the belt from the champion. You can't go out there and just win on points against the champion. So, um, so I don't look to see Izzy uh, do leg kicks and run either. And if that's the way he wins, I'm I'm going to say that's trash simply because in in history you have to you have to take the belt from the champion. You can't just try to uh, pop shot the champion. Yeah. Okay. So yeah, my thoughts on that is. Um, we're talking about the reach. Um, that's the first thing I'm gonna be. That's the biggest thing I'm gonna be looking for in this in in this fight, or just him being in his weight classes. It's been one of the one of the biggest advantages um, besides his speed um, and movement um, as far as his fights go. That's what I've seen on film. Like I watch his fights, and that's what he utilizes. He leans on that. Um, he ain't going to be able to lean on the distance, you know, and, and, and the shots that he's going to take are going to be a little bit different. You know, if he take, if he takes them, I expect him to take more shots because of, because of that gap being a little bit closed on the reach and then it, and then the power behind it. So it, um, we talked about him getting rattled. I feel like he's maybe not, I don't know about this fight in particular, but, being in this weight class, that's what I'm looking at. I'm looking to see what, what he's going to do when he gets rattled because he will. It's going to happen, you know. Um, he's used to a certain comfort zone. And in that comfort, the, his little bubble is going gonna, gonna to shrink. It's going to be a little bit smaller. Um, he still has his speed, so that's what he's going to rely on. I expect him to rely on that. So I do expect the leg kicks. I, I expect some dancing, you know what I'm saying? I, I expect some uh, some footwork, you know, but uh, with Izzy, uh, I think it's an interesting point that you made, Mark, that he's going to just show up as is, basically. And, um, and I feel like it's kind of what he should do, considering the way his fighting style, considering the way he wants to come into this fight and fight, that's what he should do. Um, but I don't think it's a long-term solution for somebody that plans on being in this weight class. So we, it will be interesting to see what he does going forward. But as for right now, first fight, yeah, you don't want to be climbing up to 205. So, so I, I do think that it was actually a wise decision just for this particular fight. It just so happens that this particular fight is for the belt. Um, that I'm just saying he wasn't going to play himself and go to 205 and, and be looking like some people, you know, you. you think he's going to try to hold this belt for a while? Uh, no, I think he's, I think he's going to get this belt and he's going to talk a bunch of shit directed directly at Jones and, and he's going to, and he's going to play some sort of running game, um, from Jones because he know like, I find it interesting that he decided to move up now when Jones had already moved out the weight class. Like, Jones moved out the weight class already, and now you're like, okay, I'll move up. Like, and I'm pretty sure, I'm almost positive that after Jones takes his heavyweight fight, he's going to move back down to middleweight. So... <laughs> So <laughs> don't do that, Mark. He go, oh no, nah, man. He go chicken out. He just gonna disappear. I like, like 
you hit you heard it here first. This is my this is my speculation. Like, and I don't necessarily think it's I don't think it's necessarily out of fear. I think it's just he is a child. And he's a child in his mindset and he's going to do it to tease and nana nana boo boo John. And like so, he's going like so. He's going to go win the belt, and then when John wins the heavyweight, he's going to leave. Be like, I that's just how I see it. I will say this: uh, I think Izzy's plan. Well, my personally, I personally think that. I mean, we both think there's a lot of deception going on in, in, with Izzy, because I believe that he's going to, he's going to talk but run at the same time. Yeah, which is what he's done up until this point. Yes. He's, so he's been that. talking, and John has John has pretty much, for the most part, just said, the contract is there. Just sign it, and, okay. I'll, and I'll fight you. But what I'm saying is I think Izzy is already drinking his own Kool-Aid now, and I think that he's going to wait till he gets his sea legs, you know, up in a, in a light heavyweight division. And once he feels comfortable in the light heavyweight division, whether that be after this fight, whether it be after two or three fights. So you see what I'm saying. He's going to be running for a while. But once he feels comfortable in light heavyweight, I think he's going to drink. He, he's going to be at the point where he's drank enough of his own Kool-Aid that he actually thinks he has a chance. So you say he's just going to tease him and run away. I think he's going to be drinking his own Kool-Aid and he's actually going to challenge John Jones. Okay. Um, well, <laughs> Tyrone, um, you're biased, but be the tiebreaker. <laughs> How you going to leave it? How you going to leave it? Because it's true. Like, people that I listen mean, to I us know that I it's true. more credit than that, Tyrone. Everybody, everybody knows what he's doing, man. Like, bias or not man like it's, it makes even the other fighters don't respect him because it's like hey you've been doing all this stuff you've been doing all this trolling bothering people on social media you know making these little funny memes and stuff and then as soon as john leaves and goes to heavyweight like oh i want to run up and get the belt kind of like right. what Cole's was saying childish it's real childish uh then he'll sit there and say i'm two weight and you know i'm a two-time champion you never were all this other stuff um to to bait, I, I don't really understand. It's like a inferiority complex. Like I don't even understand the John Jones beef. I understand the DC John Jones beef. We all saw that unfold on live TV. Um, but I don't really understand his purpose of going after John Jones. If you really never intended to take the fight when you called it, you should have waited till you were ready to call the fight. Don't say I can beat you, but give me like five years to get get ready to do it. Like, Which is almost really literally that. what he said. It's all, yeah. like he's yeah. almost literally said those words. He was like, "You're tr you're trying to fight me before, before I'm okay. ready. You yeah. you have all this experience." Like basically, and it's like no, it's like we're event, we're essentially the same age, and you've been fighting outside the UFC. Yes, he has more fights. Yeah, you've yeah. been fighting outside the UFC longer than I have. Like so. What whatever you're talking about is incorrect, but he is, but like that's pretty much what he has said. Like, oh, you're trying to fight me before, you're trying to take me out before I'm ready, which is stuff that 
people have accused Mayweather of in the past. And it's like, no, you've asked for this fight, so I'm giving it to you. Like, <laughs> don't be mad. Don't be mad that you bit off more than you could chew. Yeah, like, and, and that's, yeah, that's my problem with it. But I also, like, like I said, he just, he he he, he got to prison. He, he punched the biggest dude in the yard. But he made sure he did it in the cafeteria because he knew the guards was gonna be there to break it up. You know what I mean? Like, <laughs> like, like that's what he did. He got a sucker punch off, and then he, and then he's like, "Well, everybody's protecting me now." You know what I'm saying? Like, for for Izzy, that was the weight class. The weight class jump It's like, "Hey, look, man, look, we're not even in the same weight class." Oh, look, man, I'm I'm in a different weight class. You moved up, I moved up. Look, what do you want? You know what I'm saying? Like, he he's the guy that's gonna talk shit. And he's gonna try to get that sucker punch off before everybody starts holding everybody back. Like that's what that's what it feels like. This whole situation is. So, I, and I feel I feel like that's his game plan. I mean, out of all the fights he's had, that's what he does. He gets he irritates his opponent, you know, and then they go in there with some type of beef, and then it takes you out of the game plan. And John Jones does to fall for it. He has to know that's not gonna work against John Jones. But well anyway i will say this though we are we are all even you tyrone are speaking as if this is a foregone conclusion and that uh izzy is going to beat yan we do not know that he's going to beat yan oh um, no I'm so yeah so um it is what it is um but should he i don't beat know man i seen i seen how he how he did dominic and i know dominic he went five rounds with John Jones. John Jones wasn't put on the gas pedal, but you could look at the body, the damage of uh, Dominic, even though he was blocking. Like we talked earlier, I mean, somebody right. bigger than you punch him and it just goes through. Yeah. That's what was happening to Dominic. And Dominic was, I think, taller than Jan, had a more reach than Jan. And then you got this guy coming in at 195. But we also, but that's where the toolbox conversation comes in because Izzy has a much bigger toolbox than Dominic or um yan has displayed thus far so yeah, yeah the toolbox is there you can't deny that can you byron was that no is he got the toolbox man is he got the toolbox you can't deny that can you hey hey man you can have a, it depends on if you pull out the right tool but he, <laughs> but he has the toolbox. He Are has this... the tools. The tools are in the box. Well, I won't say he has the toolbox because I've yet to see this guy do anything on the ground yet. I've yet to see him survive on the ground. Okay. Uh, it just stands up there. I've yet to see that. I've yet to see him be able to get a bigger guy off of him when he's against the fence. But uh, but so and that, but unfortunately, that, and um, you know that's what John Jones is going to do. Yeah, going but to take him yeah, but waters. unfortunately, there will. The two things you just said is two things that we have not seen from Yan. From we haven't seen it from Yan. So like we don't know if Yan is even capable of doing those things that we haven't seen Izzy defend. So it's gonna yeah. so this fight is gonna be interesting. Yeah, and, and I'll be honest with you. I mean, there's a reason why Izzy hasn't been caught up against the fence because he just moves too fast. But um, he kicks your legs and he runs because you can't walk, you can't move his face. But, but yeah, but <laughs> you know, this is the best we're going to get out of out of Tyrone when it comes to Izzy in the toolbox conversation. So I'll take it, you know. Okay, I mean? well, <laughs> moving right along, um, that we are looking forward to UFC 259. Um, but I uh, was 
Hey, actually, I don't know if you will possibly have off on that day, uh, Tyrone, or not. But um, maybe we'll look to do a live for for this fight. Uh, do a right, live yeah, comment, do a live commentary for this fight because this this would be the fight to do it for. Yes, uh, it would be. So um, next, I'm going to say what you uh, you were saying about. Uh, is he being able to say that he's he'll be able to hold over his head that he's the champ champ or he was a champ champ um and uh John is not well it looks like that won't be uh lasting very long or at least John will have the chance to uh to become a champ champ because John um they're saying John's next fight or his first fight in the UFC as a heavyweight will be against the winner of Stipe uh, versus Francis, uh, round three, I believe. So, is that correct, uh, Tyrone? Is this round three for uh, Stipe and Francis? No, nah, this would be the second, this would be the second, second time. Second, okay, second time. Therefore. So, um, so, whoever wins is Stipe versus Francis... John, uh, John is going to fight, and uh, so Dana White seems to have a little bit of a role reversal there because originally he has stated in the past that John will not um, yeah. that his first uh, fight at heavyweight, he basically he won't get a shot at the title as his first fight, and we've discussed that we think it's BS because DC got his got a shot at the title his first fight and in the reversal dana white is saying that john's first fight will be a shot at the title which could possibly happen this summer um is what they're saying um is i guess it's not really a whole lot to say with that but uh do you guys have any thoughts on that well, I think that he's doing it because John asks for the time to prepare, get his weight up, you know what I mean, get his strength up to prepare for that division. So, and then you got Francis over here knocking everybody out that he comes across. So uh, you can't deny that, you know, and you got a mixed bag. You got some of the fans, they don't like John Jones. They don't feel that he should get special treatment because of what he's done in the past. And then you got these guys who want to see Francis you know, get his shot because he's over here putting people to sleep instantly. Um, so he had, I, I think that's just the best of both worlds right there. You give well, John the time he needs to do what he needs to do. And then you're really not taking a shot away from Ngannou. You're giving him his his uh, due diligence and what he deserves at the same time. Well, to be clear, to be clear, there is no special treatment here for John. It will, Because the only special treatment that John that would be for John if John was still holding the light heavyweight title belt. But John has vacated the title belt. So right now he's in, under no obligation to take a fight because like, so he has that, he has that free time to go up as much as he wants to when he wants to, because he doesn't hold any belt that obligates him to take another fight at this moment. So, um, so there's no so anybody that feels as though there's a special treatment going on with his extended layoff, there's not. He just doesn't hold the belt right now. 
yeah, he did it the right way. Um, and that would be my comment for this is um, the UFC is handling this the right way. I told you I didn't feel like it would be right for him to get a title shot um, right out the gate. I don't think that would be a smart business move in the first place. Um, and you mean then, to not get a title shot? Oh, yeah, no, 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 uh, no, no. I, let me, let me, let me, let me, let me be particularly uh, clear. Right away, right away. Because he is getting a title no, shot. No, no, no. Right away. Yes, but it's not right away. It's not right away. He said he didn't just move up to heavyweight and then three, four, five, six months later get a title shot. He's it's it's almost a full year now we're talking right oh you're talking about his like move up move up quickly yes he's slowly yeah yeah, yes yes Yes. i did not think it would be a good move for him to just walk right up and then do that i did want to i did not think that he should see stipe right away and then i did think nganu would be a better fight for him to have right away but I, I personally didn't think that that should happen right away too because I felt like Nganu needed a title fight because he deserved it. So that's what I mean. So the, the, the natural flow of things is what, I'm, what I like here. I like the fact that Nganu is getting his title shot. I understand the earlier sentiment about people, about you saying you don't want, people are tired of seeing the same fights over and over again. Mm-hmm. We get that, but Nganu has... has uh, has earned this and he deserves this title fight. So I believe that he should have it. So I like the fact that they're getting this out of the way first before going to John Jones and saying, you're going to, going to get one of these guys. And I like the fight. I like, I, I, I mean, me personally, if I was running things, I would have him fight the loser first, but you know, he's no, John Jones. Absolutely not. I'm, I'm going to agree with you right there. Not when you see Izzy take, a title shot right but away, and you saw DC have, take a title shot right I away. Also, wouldn't have done those moves, but that's what I'm saying. Like the president, the president's is set, so I understand why it's happening. So, yo, yeah, exactly. But I'm saying all all of those moves that you just mentioned, I wouldn't have done. So, I'm coming from that place. But yes, now that the precedence is already set, then yes, if he if John Jones wants that, then he should be able to get that. But yes, but so either way, the fact that the it, that the Stipe and Ganu fight is happening first, I love it. I'm all for it. This is the way that it should be done. The okay. Izzy fight is a little weird to me. Whatever, he just jumped straight in, you know. But but, <laughs> but yes, I'm glad that they're taking the time with the John Jones situation in the heavyweight division. Okay, excellent. Uh, and lastly. To finish things off for our UFC conversation tonight, um, I just want to bring this up. Dana White is set to have uh, meetings with uh, Khabib Nurmagomedov. Nurmagomedov. I'm going to get the name right. Khabib (laughs) Nurmagomedov. There we go. All right. So um, he is set to have meetings with... uh, it could be to uh, possibly see if he will come back to the UFC. And I'm going to say this flat out. I don't like it. Um, I, I, I don't like it at all. Uh, my reasonings for not liking it is because Khabib made a promise to his mother and made a promise essentially to his dead father who just recently passed 
that he will not fight again without his father by his side. And for you to be like, ah, oh, fuck all that. Fuck your promises. <laughs> like, come fight because it'll make us money. Like, get out my face, bro. Like, like understand that Khabib is a very respectful person. And, and like, one of the things Dana said was, he, he, Khabib knows that I'm not coming up there just to shoot the shit and, and have a cup of tea. Like, so that shows at least that he's open to it. No, it just, no, he's, no, he's just respectful. Uh, and he's going to take the meeting with you so he can tell you no to your face. Like, that's the type of person that he is. But like, I don't like you pestering somebody that made a promise to their dead parent of what they're going to do for them to go against that promise. That is kind of, it's disgusting to me. Um, Has it even been a year? No, it hasn't even no. been a year. Hasn't even been no. a year. Like it's it, it hasn't even been three months. Yeah, like, yeah. what the fuck? Like, like this it's really, 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 really soon, dog. Like that's my problem with it. But <laughs> yeah, like it's it hasn't even been three months, man. Like, why are you pastoring this dude to be like to to come back? And like Khabib has said, he said, I see nothing spectacular. He has said out of his mouth he saw nothing spectacular from Dustin. He saw nothing spectacular from Connor in their recent fight. He said, I fought them both already. I've seen nothing spectacular from from them. Um but in this fight, he was like, Dustin should have the belt. He so he is saying out his mouth, This isn't my belt anymore. You have to give it to somebody else. Like, but but that uh, but Dana White refuses to vacate the belt because he wants to try to make money off of off of Khabib and is and that's my I guess that's my biggest problem here is because there's like there's no like I'm there's no honor or like even a look of honor in it like you're literally coming in full force with greed trying to make this dude break his vow to his dead parent. Yo, like, like the body's still warm, man. <laughs> yeah, the body's still warm, dog. If you bust through the door, like, yo, trying to get this guap, you know what I'm saying? <laughs> like, trying to get this, trying to get this moolah, this bread, like, like, what you mean, dog? Like, I, like, my, I just buried my father. Yeah, man, I hear all that shit, man. We got some fights lined up for you. Like, that's what it feels like. It's like, so you, it's almost like you as an organization, you, Dana White, you don't have enough respect yeah. for Khabib that you would respect his own wishes. Like you like give him time to grieve. Cause it, if he was that close with his pops, that he literally was like, yo, he quit. He he quit before that fight and 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 end up just fighting anyway. You know what I'm saying? He quit before his last fight. He quit the day his dad died. So, like, if he was that close to where he's like, like, I just can't do this. And then and then even on that fight, he, he really felt bad going into the fight. Like, if he was that close with his pops, what makes you think that after three months, Mark? What makes you think after three months <laughs> that it's time now to go see? Like you said, it's, it's, the, it's the place where it's coming from, Mark. And that's what I don't like. It's coming from a place of... of 
yeah, you quit, but I didn't fire you, so I want you to come back to work. Right. And, and it's not because the betterment of you, or it's because I I need money in my pocket. Yeah, it has <laughs> like it has nothing to do with Khabib and everything to do with UFC and Dana. Yeah. And that's disgusting. Um, but Tyrone, your thoughts? I agree with you guys. Like that's ridiculous to even do that. Um, it's just like uh, I think it's just a, a misunderstanding of cultures. This man deals with fighters from all over the world. You would think you would understand cultures. Um, exactly. And the culture that Khabib comes from, that those vows are sacred. And to make him go back on that is a big slap in the face to whoever he made those vows to. And you know, Dana White may be like, "Yeah, but your dad's dead. He may never know." But in his culture, you know. They don't see it that way, right? You know, what I mean, they, they go to they go to a different place in their culture and their beliefs than where you go, Dana, and that means the world, you know, to them. That's what's important. The afterlife is more important than here, you know. So, yeah, but you know that that's Dana White, man. Like that's what he is. That's what he's always been. He's always been a person to do some unspeakable things, man. And you know, and and if it can make money, all his morals go out of the window. I mean, that's why I'm not a fan of the guy. Yeah, um, neither you know, one minute he'll be he'll be your best friend as long as you're making the money, and then the next minute something happens, and then he's oh, you know, fuck that guy. I don't know who that guy is. As of right now, he's not in the organization. Next question, like, whoa, whoa, whoa! <laughs> hey, wait a minute, y'all was cool as shit last year. What happened? Exactly. Like, so. I look, I look at Dana, and I'm, and I'm like, Doug, you are. Like you serve one, you serve one God, and the and that God is the dollar bill, and yeah. and it shows in anything that I've ever seen from you. Like Nate Diaz, you allow Nate Diaz to come up and smack you in the face because <laughs> because of things that things that have transpired and how you disrespected him, and you needed and you needed Nate to make you more money, so you allowed him to come smack you in the face. Like, like Doug, there's like you, you degrade yourself and you degrade your morals for money. And I just want that to be known out there. So, yeah. Yeah. so Tyrone, you don't find that weird. Is that weird? Is he a weirdo? You know what I'm saying? Yeah. I don't like Dana White. I've always said that even when he was like cyborg and never fighting UFC two years later, there she is. He made a whole new division for her. women to never be in the MMA. Next thing you know, women leaving your MMA. You got Ronda Rousey doing this, doing that. Like, I'm, yeah, we just never get into Dana White. Dana White's up there with Usman and Izzy and DC. <laughs> he's, a, he's in that group. But, you know, this is just my first opportunity to be able to, to dial in on him. When this all said and done, man, what I want to do is make one of the Mortal Kombat totems. <laughs> going up, like, everybody in order, dog, from the bottom all the way up to the top, dog. I, I, I got to make one of these for Tyrone, man. Like, clearly, there's a hierarchy, and, and, and there's just more people on this totem that I that, that I didn't know was there already. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> yeah, Dana White is not, yeah. No, nah, I don't like that guy. I don't like him at all. Even the fights that he makes, some of the fights that he makes, man, like, this is the fight that people want to see. Like, no, it's not. Nobody wants to see that. I want to see the number one ranked guy fight the champion. And right. then if he loses, I want to see the number two ranked guy. I don't want to see this dude who you played golf with the other day. You know, <laughs> y'all make some fake beef. You get your marketing team out there, say he slapped his mom or something like that. And now you're selling a million dollar fight over something that never really was real, you know? And you got this guy who deserves it. Like, look what he did to Tony Ferguson. 
look what he did. He pretty much ruined Tony Ferguson. Tony Ferguson will never be champion. Never be champion now because he made him take a fight that he shouldn't have took. He supposed he was should have waited on Khabib, but he forced he did what to Tony Ferguson what he's trying to do to Khabib. Like, hey man, yeah, I know. Just one more time. I need you to go back in one more time. Tony Ferguson's like, how many times I need to prove myself? I was an interim champ. You stripped me because I got hurt. Yeah, but just one more time, and I promise. And that one more time cost him. So yeah, and now he threw him to the wayside. He can't even get a fight now. It's like, yeah, whatever. He's 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 done. He lost twice. So yeah. I, so yeah, I don't like Dana. Yeah, once once Dana, I, once, I stopped fucking with Dana once he once he started messing with um, the fight, the fights and the bouts, how mm-hmm. they set up the bouts. You know, like like there there came a time. There used to be a time, and I know the younger the younger folks that I'm saying younger folks, but the folks that have that have taken a liking to to the UFC in recent time, y'all never seen this, but there was a time where it literally was just look that was that was part next of their man up. Yeah, next the, the, that was part of their advertisement it's like we're not boxing we just going to give you the best of the best like the best is going to fight the best and you got to earn your you got to earn your key like that used to be part of their advertising and then now it's just like once he changed that part of uh the ufc i stopped fucking with dana white so like He's not on. He he's on, he's definitely uh, not on my good list at all either. There, Tyrone. So I don't, I don't really yeah. I don't really like him. So that like this is, but even with my dislike in in my previous views on his personality, this is still a new low. I would say. Yeah, I yeah. just I just wanted to bring it up so that the spotlight shines on Dana, and we'll be like, I don't care. I see you, motherfucker. Like, oh, no. like I see you. Like, and we see how disgusting it is. Yeah, you out here being a slime ball. I, I, I like, I've never had to use that term before, but I'm using it today. You being a slime ball, dog. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. So, with that being said, man, that's going to be the end of your UFC episode. Thank you, everybody, for listening. Uh, thank you, Tyrone, for joining in. As always, it's always great to have you. We appreciate it, bro. <laughs> And uh, as always, Small World Artistry, check them out uh, at that Etsy store. Uh, get uh, great hoodies um, and T-shirts and any other prints that uh, that they supply. And Sean, as always, it was it's great to have you as a co-host. Um, link, like, subscribe, y'all. Same stuff every day. If you like it, support us. And if you don't like it, comment and tell us that you don't why you don't like it. Anyway, with that being said, man, signing off. And as usual, man, if y'all fuck with us, we fuck with y'all. And so fuck with us so we can fuck with y'all. All right. <laughs> yeah, there we go. Yeah, yeah. All right. Peace. All right.